to the Into the Void podcast with your host, Sammy Starr. Step into the void. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Into the Void. This is a very special edition because I've never had an author on my podcast before, let alone a very famous author. So I'm very happy (laughs) to not only have you here, but I think this is a very different type of episode because not only are we talking about writing, but we're also talking about music that's affecting the writing. So I think that these are very cool topics to kind of talk about within this episode of Into the Void. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Hey, I'm John Ray. I've got a book that's about to come out. It's a novel about three friends who are sort of metal true believers, and it's kind of about being young, but also being a super fan and deeply involved in an underground scene. And it's called Gone to the Wolves, coming out the uh, 2nd of May, I think. I'm really super excited about this novel. First of all, I really want to dive into what really got you into writing? Because you've had so many books before this one. I feel like each one, you always have like these immersive characters that really just feel like you're walking into a movie set. I feel like Mm -hmm. every book that I've read this far that you have written, I don't feel like I'm reading a book. I feel like I'm watching a movie. And I feel like you have that quality about you that's very cinematic in terms of really breathing life into these characters. Well, I grew up watching movies, of course, and I love movies like everybody else and worked in a movie theater for years and years. So it's bound to rub off on me one way or another. That's awesome. The creative process of this book entirely, how do you feel this was different from the rest of the books that you've written so far. I know you began your journey like many of us kind of metalheads. Your interest within metal started in high school. How did that transpire into the writing overall? From when I was really little, I knew I wanted to do something creative or, you know, I wanted to be some kind of artist, maybe make music, maybe, you know, I used to draw all the time from morning till night, really, when I was a little boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was never sure it would be writing that I would end up doing. I mean, I tried just about everything. I played in tons of bands and I studied painting for a little while when I was in, in school. And and really writing was the only thing that ended up being halfway decent that I ended up doing. So it just seemed kind of written on the wall that that's what I should focus on. I knew I was always going to write about music and the music that was important to me getting into underground metal, finding a sense of community there. But um, this book is different for me just because there's just a lot more of me in it and figuring out a place for myself in the wider world outside of the town I grew up in and and my parents' house, basically, to sort of figure out how adulting worked and strike out on my own and living in a, in a big city. And, and that's what these characters are dealing with. You know, it's about three friends who kind of find their way together because they're all real sort of extreme metal true believers in small town Florida. So there's just a lot more of me in the book, I think. And I don't know why it took me so long to write it, but it's the most fun I've ever had writing a book, that's for sure. I think you can really tell not only that you're having fun writing this book, but the dialogue between these characters is so rich and 
like I said, it floats off the page, especially um, I want to say your characters are very kind of tenebrous and kind of charismatic in their own ways. We have these parts with Kip and Leslie that are kind of unsettling, but yet real with the conversations that they kind of talk about. Because I don't want to give too much of the story away for people that are going to read this. Sure. All I can say is that it's genuine when you have these kinds of conversations within your earlier years and even going into your 20s, I feel uh-huh. uh, there's a lot that happens there. Yeah. And it's a friendship is being formed and a lot of there's a lot of kind of geeking out about about metal and bands and how music is made and, mm-hmm. and just a lot of excitement. And our protagonist and hero is going to his first metal show. He's going to see Death play in you know, the late 80s in a, in a little youth center in, in, in Venice, Florida. And that was just really fun for me to just go back and remember what those first super powerful experiences were like. They were, they were kind of life-changing and, and really forged my identity just in a night or two, you know, these fateful nights of going to see one particular show out of all sorts of other things and and coming out of that show a different person. There's also a different shift of dynamic when we have like these conversations again with Kip and Kira. I don't want to say it's subtle, but it's these very (laughs) subtle shifts in conversation between Kip and Leslie and Kip and Kira. Yeah. Because Kira is... Kira is a firecracker in a lot of her own ways and the way she responds to Kip, I feel. She's the badass of the crew, you know? Mm -hmm. She's the toughest and the wildest and the one who's been through the most shit. Mm -hmm. And she's kind of the leader in a way. She's the one that the other guys look to. Kip, you know, whose point of view we're kind of closest to throughout the book is definitely none of those things, you know? Of course. So they're very opposite in that way. And of course, he's going to fall in love with her. There's probably no other way to go, really. Even right. his friend Leslie, who's not that into girls, is is kind of in love with her in some way. I mean, I, I feel like we get some of that uh, when they're having like their outings, like when we get these conversations within the forest and they're hanging out and stuff like that, we kind of get like yeah. these kind of dynamics within trying to share her. We, we get more of these within the novel, but I think the first taste of that comes within the beginning when we're trying to expose the reader to what their friendship is like and what it ends up ultimately evolving into as it progresses. You talk about a lot of important things uh, within this novel, too. There's racism. There's that disconnect between people really understanding the LGBTQ plus community, mental health, being adopted. So I'm not going to go into a lot of the different things that you touch on in this book, but how important was it that you exposed those type of issues within this setting being you were writing this uh, through the eyes of a teenager? Well, I think from the very beginning, I felt a responsibility because not many serious, sincere books and no novels that I know of have really been written about this world, written about the various metal scenes. And and it's just a community that's kind of been 
neglected or, or ignored by the mainstream, at least in my experience, or just misrepresented. So mm-hmm. I, I really wanted to show with these three friends who are kind of at the core of the novel, a little bit of, of the kind of variety and the broadness of the spectrum of people who are into this kind of heavier extreme music. It's not just all, you know, super conservative, straight, white, male rednecks, you know, it's just not like that. At least I've never been like that in my experience. So of course. just by choosing three characters who represent kind of really different I guess you could say demographics of this very vibrant and colorful and sort of heterogeneous mixed community of people who are drawn together. They might not have anything in common, but the fact that they're both really into a certain band. If you have, you know, a character who's black, but a big metalhead, you know, or if you have a character who's maybe bisexual, which is the word that was kind of used back in the 80s when the book is set, you have to then deal with these questions of racism and and prejudice, especially because these are three kids who are growing up in small town Florida. We're not talking about Miami here, you know, these these kids grew up really far from from any real big urban area. I didn't really, you know, have any kind of agenda or anything I really wanted to say politically. It was just, if you have characters who have these backgrounds, they're going to have some shit they have to deal with, you know? Mm -hmm. What have you taken from this experience from writing this book, again, that you've written so many others, that's different from all the others? Well, it's, it's helped me to remember some things about myself. It's got me back to listening to a lot more metal than I was listening to for a while, you know, and, and remembering all these bands, you know, these great bands that I used to listen to on the regular and that I'm a dad now. I have a, a two and a half year old son who's pretty open musically, but Aww. I'm not going to be playing, you know, playing carcass while I'm washing the dishes. You know? <laughs> it, it was it was a fun excuse to kind of dip back into my my crates of vinyl and Remember things about myself, I guess, that I didn't even realize I'd forgotten. Also, it's, it's I think, the first book of mine that's really focused on, on friendship more than anything else. I mean, there are relationships and sex mm-hmm. happens and drugs happen and, and there's romance in it and all that stuff. People go through their lives. But at the core of it, more than anything else, even more than falling in love, the core to me is this surprisingly stable kind of triangular friendship between these three characters and how that friendship kind of survives everything from drug overdoses to brawls to falling in love with each other and then falling out of love with each other and all these things. The book kind of gives me a warm, fuzzy feeling, actually, (laughs) even though it's about some pretty dark stuff, too. No, I definitely agree, because I think there's a dynamic shift of darkness in many ways throughout this novel I feel yeah. like there's you know there's Leslie's darkness there's definitely Kira's uh yeah. shades of darkness that we come towards more like towards again the end of the novel where the big thing happens you know the two characters have to find a way to deal with that I love that nothing is very black and white in this novel and these characters, like you said, have to find a way to go through that and not only make their friendship work, but really test what their friendship is made of 
And I think that's what makes this so special of a book that we have never really had before, at least within this particular time period. Shades of Grey is where novelists live, you know, because human beings are not are not like some kind of on and off switch, you know, they're mm -hmm. white and black looks great on a dark throne t-shirt, but it's just not so good in a novel, you know, you don't want to just have good guys and bad guys. That's not really the way the world works, you know, there's some good and even the worst person and there's some dark stuff and even the best person. So that's kind of the interesting zone that you want to kind of go into pretty deep if you're mm -hmm. gonna if you're gonna try and write a novel that that will feel like it's about real stuff to the reader. So shades of gray, gradations of good and bad, that's where it gets interesting, kind of right in the middle where good and bad are sort of almost equally, equally matched. And that's where all the conflict comes from that that kind of powers a, a story forward. I, I usually try to say black and white for my for my metal shirts. <laughs> well said, well said. What are you wanting readers to take from this? If they hadn't read any of your books previously and are just diving into this one, or if they're sure. fans of this and are getting into this book, yeah, what are you wanting readers to take from this moving forward? I mainly just want people to have a good time while they're reading it. And mm -hmm. to maybe, if they're longstanding metal fans, to remember the most exciting points in their kind of development when they were teenagers in their 20s or whenever it was, you know, great shows that they went to, great friendships that they formed uh, because of the shared love of music. And then I also wrote this with people in mind who didn't know anything about metal, weren't even interested in metal, really. I wanted the book to work in other ways as well, you know, not to not to just be about a certain culture, to be situated and, and located in this very fascinating, very rich, very exciting world of these underground metal shows, the 80s and 90s, and these these different scenes that the characters move through as they as they get older and get more interested in other kinds of metal and things. But I I also wanted it just to work as a story about friendship that that just so happens to be set in this world that I know very well and, and have these, these really strong feelings about. I think when people do get a chance to read this, even I guess if they're not interested in metal, I think, like you said, there is a story uh, at the heart of it that is about friendship and the realness of how that is tested within the whole crux of the novel in very small ways and then very big huge you know mountainous ways yeah. um as the story progresses and then when you think that's the worst thing that happens in their friendship something <laughs> like cataclysmic happens and you're like <laughs> holy shit like okay yeah. how are we gonna get past this how are we gonna move forward with this and i think that's at the real that's the realness of life in general even outside of friendship, when even when you have things like all figured out, something almost more chaotic happens. And then you're kind of like looking at it as like, oh, well, I thought what happened before was so bad. Now look at this. This novel definitely puts that at the forefront of how we go through life in general. And I think people are, are going to enjoy this in its entirety. I hope so. 
you know, it's it kind of starts out for me as a coming of age story and a bit of a love story. You know, it goes from Florida to Los Angeles, the Sunset Strip, when when our three friends are a little bit older and trying to trying to be grown ups. And then for me, towards the end, it becomes almost more of a thriller. Yeah, it offers different things at different points. Of course. That's what I really love about this story is that we follow these characters almost semi into adulthood where we see them, like you said, adulting and figuring yeah. out those problems uh, moving forward. We don't just kind of leave them within their high school kind of, I don't want to say golden years, but what they wind up going through in their adult years is kind yeah. of like the golden years. Sure. But I definitely want to thank you for taking the time to really talk about this book. I sincerely enjoyed it as a metal fan and as a writer myself. I think, like I said, many others are going to enjoy this. I really hope that you guys out there, if you're into metal, you're into music, definitely check out John Ray's work. He's a sensational writer, really has some really engaging characters in this story. And not only that, like I said, it doesn't even feel like you're reading a book once you've cracked it open. Like once you start reading, you're not going to be able to want to put it down. It's definitely has this cinematic and very atmospheric quality to it that doesn't even feel like a book. If I'm being, like I said, quite honest, this guy is just like a visionary in what he does. Thank you, Sammy. That's really kind of you. You know, it's always nice to hear that someone enjoys what you do because it is a lot of work and the goal is for it to feel kind of effortless to, to, the, to the reader. And if it, if it does not feel like a book, that actually sounds good to me. Like I said, thank you for taking the time to actually come onto the show. It, it was an honor to speak to you about this. For any of you guys watching or listening on YouTube or Spotify or whatever streaming services that you're currently listening to on, thank you. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, and I'll catch you guys on the latest episode coming up. Thank you. Bye.